and welcome everybody to What the Hops. I'm Brian, and I'm joined here this week with Eric and Adam. Hello, everybody. What's going on, guys? And we are really excited to be doing this podcast this week. Not only are we drinking Buffalo's, I guess, original craft beer, but we are talking to, talking about something near and dear to my heart. We are going to talk today about Lawn Fates. Woo, Lawn Fates! Love Lawn Fates. Now, if you don't know what a Lawn Fate is, you're probably not alone because Lawn Fates are really a southern buffalo thing. Yeah. Like, it's not even a western New York thing, I feel. Like, because you'll get a lot of North Towns people that have no idea what a Lawn Fate is. <laughs> right. I mean, it's basically just a carnival with a beer tent. Yeah. Yes, yes. At, like, like a like, random Catholic school or something. And of course, there's, like, so, you know, the gambling tent. Yeah, in the corner. So for you people out there that don't know what we're talking about, a lawn fade is basically a church carnival. It's a church fundraiser. Maybe sometimes it could be, I guess, maybe like a fire hall fundraiser or something like that. But usually fire halls don't call them lawn fades. I can't think of any one that I've ever been to that's not a random Catholic school. Yeah, that's all the ones. Like, I mean, how many have closed down around here in the last... You know, 10, 15 years, but... Sure. I mean, I'm thinking like OLBS, Queen of Heaven. St. Barnabas. There was the St. Agnes one, St. Andrews. Oh, uh, Queen of Heaven is still going strong. I mean... Infinite Prague, you down can't, the street, you know? You can't yeah. stop. You can't stop Queen of Heaven. But I think it's like, like Eric's point, a lot of the, the three-dayers are kind of going down to one-dayers where they just don't maybe have enough people to help out or they don't feel the need to... You know, put all the effort into doing this fundraising event when they can do something else that's going to bring in the same amount of money. Well, look at look at when we were kids too. There was always random carnivals like in the Thruway Plaza, over um, out in like transit or like a random Kmart or like Hills or Ames Plaza or something like that. They still do that one out over over by UB. Yeah, the one by Sweet Maple. Home? Yeah, over by Maple by and the AMC uh, over there, right? What is it? Maple and Sweet Home. Yep. Yeah, we like tried to get Taco Bell for a lunch a few weeks ago, and one of, <laughs> one of the people I work with went to go pick it up, and they're like, "There's a goddamn carnival here." <laughs> but we're not here to talk about those. Fuck those carnivals. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to. We don't. We don't deal with that. No, a lawn fade is a basically a church fundraiser. We're hit or miss. Hit him. Wait, but, uh, what's, what's the band? Hit, hit and run. Hit and run. Hit and run. <laughs> but and uh, strictly hip usually end up tearing them up. <laughs> generally, generally, what you have is you'll have your chicken barbecue on a sunday yep you'll have food tents everything else any kind of carnival food that you can think of generally they'll probably have that there you got your burgers and dogs and everything all all that stuff random ass lemonade stand maybe maybe if someone in the church has some kind of specialty thing uh i know at uh st josephat's my old church they always had big al's clam chowder because oh. his his clam chowder was the best in the award winning best in the area and everybody was like usually you got some eat unsafe rides like the scramblers yeah. usually there you got and the, like you got the i got those, it booth the three oh, yeah yeah i got it you always oh, have you to gotta, have i got, got it. it no but i got it. it's like their own separate entity that's still, like that's true. The staple. But yeah, the, no, the, you the, bigger, have, I got the bigger ones, the bigger ones will definitely have an I got it booth. What's the other one? The, um, the slide that only has like three slide lanes on it, and like, dude, where random... where are they getting these burlap sacks from? <laughs> <laughs> like, Off the street. We had 
season passes to Fantasy Island last year. Oh, the slide. I remember from a kid. Slide's still up. They just It was like closed for maintenance. That thing's never going to open again. Let's be realistic. <laughs> I was going to ask, how that, how'd that work out for you? Yeah, what, kind of, what kind of maintenance is going on on that thing? <laughs> oh, it's a slide. Throw some pledge and some burlap sack. <laughs> if there's some structural work, it probably needs to just get knocked down then. Yeah. I that mean, thing was could... there from like the 30s, wasn't it? Probably. Yeah, you could, build, you could build that back up pretty quickly, just right? Just get a hill yeah. kid can roll down, dude. <laughs> There's enough of them out there on Grand Island, right? But the biggest draw for Lawn Fate is always generally the beer time. Yep. And Lawn Fate beer is like is is just something completely different from normal carnival draft beer. Like it's always like it's super carbonated, super cold. You're going to have it served to you in a 32 ounce tub. Yes. Like, it's not even, like, a cup. Like, you're literally going to walk around with a tub of 32 ounces of beer. You know, now that we're talking about this, though, I want to say, like, I have so many great memories of Lawn Fates, but I really don't because I think I blacked <laughs> out at every one of them. <laughs> like, once we became drinking age, like, I remember I remember standing one time at Queen of Heaven and talking, going up to the cops that we used to work with, that used to come in when we worked at Garden View. And I don't even know what I talked about. I God only knows what I said, but I'm just thinking, like, probably going, ah, <laughs> You know, like it's always some kind of cheap draft macro beer, mm-hmm. and you're going to drink it as fast as you can. Well, it's it's, it's the way that they do it. It's usually Canadian and Coors, mm-hmm. Coors Light. Yep. And then you get Blue Light and Bud Light. Yeah, yep. it depends yep. on it depends on what the church is going through. It's either yeah. you know, Try it or, or yeah, like a random like they have like Mike's Hard or like yeah, like the, that's something like yeah, the, the, the Jack Daniels. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever Litchford, the fruit punch whatever. or whatever, yeah. God, that's just got heartburn <laughs> and puke wrote all over it. But now, recently, you're starting to get stuff like Rusty Chain, which is what we are drinking right now. Rusty Chain is from Flying Pies, and it is probably one of their staple I'd say beers. Their yeah. Staple. Um, so between what? between this and Aviator Red, they're mm-hmm. probably their first two beers that really kind of put like the city of Buffalo craft beer on the map. Yeah, and. So one of, it, it was one of our one of our first real forays into drinking craft beer. So Untapped has it at five percent ABV, seventeen IBUs. Um, Bottle says five two five. Ooh, five two five. It is a Vienna Lager. It states that it's our international award-winning flagship. A Vienna Lager brewed initially to promote and support Go Bike Buffalo. This is a flavorful yet approachable beer for craft domestic drinkers alike. Yeah, even on their label, they're hyping up uh, enjoying it after a bike ride. Yeah, so. it's 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 a real smooth, drinkable Vienna. Definitely malty. It has a nice, just smooth body to it. Little darker, kind of more like, a, I guess, like an amber. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like a little amber in color. Yeah, I mean, you get some complexity in the body. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a good beer. I mean, for a lager, I mean, and this is, like we said, one of our like original craft beers that we started drinking. I mean, it's, it's something that I don't think you can ever go wrong with this. I mean, it mixes well with wings. It mixes well with pizza. Like, mm-hmm. Chances are if you go to a bar, they're going to have this or like Aviator right on tap. Av- Aviator is that like popular and draft. I really think Rusty Chain is probably going to be your yeah. your main one unless you're going to somewhere that's, you know, all of our local brews around, but sure. And they weren't they the first ones too to like get a contract with like Certo or probably the, whatever um, one of the other, the other distribution is. 
back in uh I want to say like 2011, maybe 2010, something like that. They started uh they were bought out, I think, by FX Matt. Yeah, yeah. The, yep. oh, the yeah, owners that. of uh, Saranac mm-hmm. out in Utica. So stuff like this, like Rusty Chain, Aviator Red, maybe the uh maybe the Kolsch too. Uh, yeah. The 716 uh-huh. Kolsch that they have. I believe that all gets canned and bottled out in Utica. Oh, interesting. Um, the only stuff that gets bottled here, I believe, is more of the small batch stuff. So this way it's all, I think, more of the, like, when it comes to, like, the main stuff, like Rusty Chain and all that, it's actually contracted out to Utica. Hmm. Probably because it's one of the ones that's more mass-produced with it, too. I mean, oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, and they can regulate the recipe. and. But what I, I can say with this, too, is if we've discussed before on here, when some of these breweries and these beers that we've been drinking for years, too, like we know when the breweries are getting bigger, there is that taste difference. It's almost like the quality goes down. I don't really think that this has lost any quality to it. Because it's, it's kind of that standard style where you really can't probably do too much to it to to improve upon it, and it's kind of the standard for what it is and you're not going to add additional hops to make it more hoppier you're you're keeping it traditional to the vienna yeah, style you're using typically like german hops for it anyways because that's what those styles called for over time this will taste the same that it does five years from now ten years from now and and that's not a bad thing hey save a bottle of that <laughs> you're gonna sell her that beer yeah, let's sell it. <laughs> yeah hey it, and it's also something that's always readily available at any kind of supermarket, gas station, anything else. So chances are if you're driving through Buffalo or you're driving through and you just happen to stop at like a even just a rest stop or something, it wouldn't surprise me seeing this in the fridge in a six pack there. No. Where like you can yeah. like you're picking this up and be like, Okay, well whoa, this is a Buffalo beer. Okay, I'll grab this. Yeah, and that's where I think too to their what I just read off of untapped. It's kind of that maybe it's that gateway beer for for people who always have been drinking domestics to get them kind of in the door to the craft beer scene maybe it transitions them from drinking budweiser and and coors light and the bats and kind of maybe expanding their palate to different styles that they've never had before so uh to have something out there like this that's brewed locally i mean it's a it's a win-win i agree 100 percent on that absolutely it's a good beer you know, yeah. You, know, you can have a couple of these and, and not have any issues, you know, feel any effects off of it. It's not going to kill your palate. Probably have a burger and actually taste what it's like instead of having your palate destroyed by all these IPAs that are out there. It's not something too heavy that's going to fill you up. Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's that perfect yeah. balance. You're, I'm, I'm not drinking this like, oh, God, like, what did I just do? Because, I mean, there's some of those beers, if, I mean, they're so thick and it's almost like you could chew them down. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, it fills, like you said, it fills you up. And then you can't enjoy yourself. You feel groggy and and lethargic, and it's like you just want to go home and get in your pajamas. Yeah, that's what summer beer I think is where it's at. You know, with that aspect of it, because when it's hot out, we've mentioned it before. When it's hot out, you don't want to just drink certain things. This is like I, I mean, this is like an all-year beer for me. Yeah, this is something that you can get like your dad to drink if he's one of those guys that's, hey, I'm not going to drink any kind of craft beer just give me my strohs or give me this this might be something you can be like well here just try a little bit of this there's flavor to it yeah but it's not such an overwhelming flavor that's going to turn somebody off so here's the million dollar question for you 
So. How does this compare to the old Vienna OV? This is 10 times better than the OV, buddy. Oh, yeah. I mean... I know the OV's near and dear to your heart, so... <laughs> O- OV OV away. isn't isn't something like this. No, OV is near and dear to my dad's heart because it's fifteen bucks for a thirty pack. <laughs> and he was. I don't and, even know if they make thirty packs of that. Do they? I think they just make twenty fours. And he was drinking them over at a brick bar and pouring them on his head. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like when you go to a Mohawk place. Are you drinking cream ale or are you drinking? Uh, are you gonna drink um, OV? I'm going cream ale. Yeah. Uh, I might do OV. You do do OV. They <laughs> yell at you usually. <laughs> for some reason. They're not distributing bottles into America anymore. So what, OV? Yeah. Since when? The past maybe year. Dude, I feel like my dad's have been drinking bottles of them. Yeah. I feel like it's like there's probably a 12-pack of them in my garage or basement right now from him. Guarantee, maybe, maybe guarantee you not. There. Because when we went to... I'm going to call Rite Aid. That's a spot. <laughs> when we went to Old First Ward Tavern for fish fry at the beginning of Lent, I, we were getting OVs and they were pouring them in glasses. I was like, well, you can just give the bottle. And she was like, no, well, they stopped distributing bottles so all we can get is cans and they won't let us put the cans out on the table really yeah so we're being denied bottles of ov people Mm. right right to your senator tell him that we need (laughs) bottles of ov back in america should get ov to help us out with ov no someone's got to call up justin trudeau (laughs) (laughs) jeff molson help us I mean, sometimes you can get over yet, lawn fades. I doubt you probably can anymore. Oh, Back in God. the day, it used to. But you can get stuff like Rusty Chain, though. So just imagine going to a lawn fade and getting, going, walking into this beer tent with, what, probably a couple thousand people. Yeah, I would safe to say that. And you're just walking up to this table, and you get a nice tub of Rusty Ooh. Chain. And what do you hear playing? You got bands like freaking Hit and Run. Black Widow, Strictly Hip, any kind of take take your local cover band, right, and throw them up on stage, and then take all of the just oppressed housewives that have just been waiting for the weekend to get out and just throw them in that tent. Oh with, man, they're ready to party. Yeah, like it's just it is a scene, people. Like it's not like I can't really paint this picture for you. Like it's just more of like it's like walking into a fucking time warp. <laughs> <laughs> like it is, dude. There's like big hair and shit going on in there. You have like, you have your groups of bikers just sitting there, just like pounding beers, and then just like shaking that leg to Death Leopard and doing whatever they're doing. Then you got the forty something, fifty something year old wives dancing up front and just like shaking their ass to freaking Poison and doing whatever Death they want to do. Random songs and Twisted Sister, yeah. and you know you're gonna hear Bon Jovi at some point. Dude, no, do we stop playing Bon Jovi in Buffalo or? You know, people did that for like a week, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, I don't know, man. We gotta. What are we going to do if we can't play Bon Jovi here? Listen to somebody else that was better. There's like <laughs> because, fucking 150 bands that sound the hey, same from that. 90, 97 Rock still plays Bon Jovi. Yep. I'm pretty sure Jack still plays Bon Jovi. So everybody kind of gave up this whole Bon Jack's been a computer for 15 years, dude. It's not even. There's not even people there. I mean, I understand this. Fuck Bon Jovi. But all you have to do is just go into the freaking playlist and take it out. <laughs> So, yeah. Well, you know what? You it's can on play, rotation. Play the Atreyu cover of it, of fucking uh, You Give Love a Bad Name. No one wants to hear Bon Jovi anymore. That Atreyu song's going to be classic rock in a couple more years anyway. <laughs> sure. That's a true story right there. Shit's already 14 years old, that CD. That's insane. Wow. Now, in case people don't know, out in Buffalo, before uh, Terry Pagula 
bought the bills that they were up for sale and everybody was afraid because there was rumors going around that well trump was going to buy them yeah or wanted to buy them and that didn't didn't happen happen. well (laughs) maybe (laughs) to each their own (laughs) maybe things would have been a little little different if he did buy them true that (laughs) um but bon jovi was going to buy them and there's this big thing where Bon Jovi was well Bon Jovi and a partner from Toronto mm-hmm. were going to buy him. So everybody was afraid and everybody's afraid that he was going to move the team to Toronto. Yeah, I think that was because like there was like this letter stating and all this stuff, so he had to come out Stick on Twitter. Stick in the arena football league, you dick. He yeah. had to come out on Twitter saying that he wasn't there was no plan on this and everything else and someone leaked all this information that he was that he was planning on doing this and everybody in the city of Buffalo for like a week was like, Oh man, we can't listen to Bon Jovi. He's the worst person in the history of the world. Right. Yeah, that you know that was gonna happen too. Like he came out to, you know, smooth everything over with the fans, but you know if you I don't think I've listened moving. to a Bon Jovi song really since that happened. And I'm way more of a bit hockey fan than I am a football fan. And but it's still fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> still going on. <laughs> Two weeks later. We don't stop celebrating here in western New York. They love America here in Chictawaga. <laughs> but I don't think I've listened to a song or it's come on, I've just been like, you know what? Fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> to everybody out there who's listening that hasn't been to a lawn fate, you have to put it on the calendar, and you have to be there at least once to just be a fly on the wall and soak it all in and see what it has to offer because it's actually a really good time. And the beer scene in the te- underneath the tent with the 80s cover bands and everything, it's its just, you know, it's a, an experience that you need to kind of get a hold of. It's just, it, it's one of those things like back in the day, I guess, when you were... When like we were growing up, you used to go with your friends, play all the little the auction shit, games yeah, and the everything cheap else. Games, and games of chance, random. Yeah, we have like little like flea markets where people brought all their shit from the <laughs> churches or whoever died that year. They had people clean out the house, they yeah. brought all their stuff. People would donate all this stuff, and then you'd basically go and try to win it and everything. And it was something where it's like, okay, as a kid. You go to hang out with your friends, and it's the summertime thing. So you're running into people that you went that you went to school with, and you're kind of catching up and seeing what's going on. All of a sudden, like meanwhile, meanwhile your parents are in the beer tent doing their thing, or I, like they, getting you, trashed. Yeah, but they but remember this is no cell phone, so they would come out every so often. Meet me here at nine o'clock. They give you like five more bucks until you go back to I got it or something like that. But it was always like a within walking range at distance, like place too. I feel like in Western New York, there's like a church every mile <laughs> it's just sure. what it is you know back in the day now nowadays a lot of a lot of parishes is kind of like have, have been closed and everything else and people don't do this stuff as much as they used to well i mean there was advertising on the radio first for some of these big name lawn fates that were out here in the area and it was the place to be on the weekend like you nowadays the calendar is now chalked from Memorial Day to Labor Day with all these festivals and Taste of Buffalo. It's and always something going on at Canal Side. Italian and Festival and all this stuff. Arbor, but, Arbor, you know, I mean. But 10, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it was like lawn fate season. So you had Queen of Heaven, which kind of kicked off everything. And then the calendar kind of turned to July and 
every weekend there was a big name parish that had a lawn fete that you went there at least Friday or Saturday, at least one of those days to go meet up with somebody in the beer tent and hang out, have a good time, and then call it a day. And you know, you you waited till the next weekend and you went to the next one. I remember going to OLBS one time and then walking from OLBS like through like back roads to whatever the hell the bar was by over by the DMV, like in that plaza. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Like, that was, that. I just. that was a, That's a little bit of a trek. Yeah, but I mean, what, like when you're fueled on booze like that and that walk <laughs> and you just, you just got the swagger rolling, like, you know, like you're just walking through people's lawns. Like, you don't realize it, but all of a sudden you're down the sidewalk and then you're like by someone's front steps because you just did like a hard, like 60 degree angle, like all the time. All the time you think it, it took you like two minutes to get there because you're like walking on cloud nine for all the beer yeah. it took. Oh, dude, I just, just remember those like visions you'd get when you're like drunk walking and you're chugging and you're, you're just like, like, but like everything's your, like arms, moving. your arms are flying you're moving all like over you're the like place. fucking Donkey Kong. Like, <laughs> just waiting for someone to throw a barrel at you to jump over. You're like Frogger and you're jumping from lane to lane. <laughs> not to get hit by that car. What was nice back in the day too was my parents actually ran the lawn fade over at Josephat's for a couple years. Uh, my mom was one of the main people putting it on and my dad actually ran the beer tent for <laughs> probably like five years because usually usually the church beer t- usually the, church, the beer tents at lawn fates are put on like were run by like probably generally the holy name or whatever knights of columbus or whatever may they may have at this so it's dudes that already have it all planned out and they just they they get ready for this every year what was the one that was at the end of your street that was like in a parking lot they did it across the street from the actual church was that Chesnahova? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll see. Yeah. Yeah. When we, we did were, it across remember, the street, right? Yeah. I remember being with Greg in the tent there, and we were gambling and just. Yeah, I and, do remember that. And Greg was getting getting pissed off at the dealer when we playing <laughs> blackjack, and like just this little motherfucker, <laughs> like just. But then the beer tent there, and then like on the memories and Vinny's, you go. Yeah. Well, my dad ran the food tent at OLBS back in the day. And he ran that for like 10 years. And I remember helping out. And then all of a sudden, like, you know. Yeah, we got to help out the one year, too. Yeah. And frying like, that bologna. And when the food, where the food tent was located, like, the beer tent was, like, right on the other side of it. So I think I it just was that, went there that year. It was that barter system yeah. where, hey, we have a ton of food left over. Here you go. <laughs> and then here comes a cardboard box full of, like, 20 tubs of beer and you're just cooking and you're drinking and then you go into the beer tent afterwards and they let you behind the scenes and you're getting more beer so you know that's the one perk of having family members the one (laughs) the one year the one year uh they got the beer delivery early for josephat's and they didn't feel like paying for security to watch it so me and a couple of friends sat in this tent overnight next to the beer truck making sure nobody would come in and try to steal anything so you had like you had four or five teenagers like 15 16 year olds just sitting there in a tent next to a trailer full of beer that's supposed to fuel everybody for a whole weekend in a parking lot in a, in a park in, in just a random parking lot well not a random parking lot in a yeah. church parking lot yeah <laughs> and just like sitting there and we're just like playing magic the gathering and drinking well 
We we didn't get beer from there, but like you know, we're <laughs> brought your own drink drinking drinking some pops. Yes, you know? yes, yes. Some because because we don't condone underage no. drinking. No, here we don't want the hops. No, we don't want any of that. Not not whatsoever. We're we're good little <laughs> Christian boys. Yes, for this episode. <laughs> As the theme goes on for lawn fates, you know you you need to check them out because it seems like it's a dying breed. You don't really see as many of them out there anymore, and there's not as much advertising for them because they've kind of been trumped by all these other events that are going on in the summer. There's just too much going on every weekend that you can't get to it. The The churches probably feel that they can potentially make more money doing another event off the summer months over the winter. And I'm sure people, I'm sure places around the country have something similar, whether it's a summer carnival put on by a town hall or a fire hall or even a county fair or a town well, I mean, fair. Not necessarily like a county because a lawn fade and a county fair are a little different. Yeah, that's true. You know, yeah. there isn't really any kind of like a ward thing going on. Right. It's more of just like a, hey, let's get everybody together and party for a weekend. Yeah. And just try to make some money off of it for the parish. Maybe we're getting older and... It's a sign of the times, too, though. Looking back at it, like we said, you're when you when you're younger, you're able to reach out and you're reconnecting with people that you haven't talked to for like maybe a month or two. Nowadays, I mean, kids in high school, you're 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 connected to everybody at well, the tip that's of your fingers. Social media, man. Yeah. Social media. Do we want to go to beer number two? Yeah, let's, do let's, uh, let's bust into something. All right, we're going to jump into a beer that I pulled out of my cellar. Ooh, cellar beer. This is a 2014? We got the date on there, Eric. I don't think there's actually a date on the bottle. I believe it's, it's no, 2015. It's a 2015 Whoa, crap. <laughs> no. Oh, my God, I was not ready for that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not even taking a sip. That's just straight smelling it. It's got some interesting notes to it. Yeah. We just busted out a La Truffette Junifer from, from Brasserie de Bastogne. See, that's a nice, nice little Belgian strong ale that I've had sitting around for about two and a half years. All I can think about right now is like it being from like a old pop machine, like an old like Pepsi like hooked up one, and like black licorice from smelling it, yeah. and that's from like seven eight inches away. And I'm not, I'm kind of afraid to take a sip of it right now. I'm not gonna See, lie. I don't, I don't really, like caramel. I mean, caramel. Yeah, it's more of a caramel flavor smell to me. I feel that's what I'm getting. But the taste is like smooth. Like it's really smooth. And we, I guess what? it might be that I had no idea what to expect when I like smelled it first, and just kind of like. When you think about beer smells, I mean, you get ones that smell like stouts and boozy, and you get ones that smell like hops. Yeah. Or then you get ones that just smell like random European beer. And, and we had said, what, the, the ABV on this was 7.8? 7. 7. 8. 7.8. Yeah. So it seemed like it mellowed out pretty well. A little bit of head to it, nothing too major. Definitely brownish in color, more almost blackish, right? Yeah, I mean, like a, there's like a really deep brown-like hue mm-hmm. to it, I'd say. It's like the uh, the wood stain on your on your new picnic table here. Yeah. What else do you think about it, Eric? I mean, it's like it's, some quad, almost like a quad. Yeah, it's got like persona. a farm, like that Belgian-y farmhouse kind of flavor to it. It's just kind of blown away by. It. I mean, I, I'm not saying a bad way or a good way with it. I just don't 
know what to put into words everything that like you're tasting with it because it's super complex and smooth like yeah i feel like i'm getting like picking up some plum notes from yeah i I, quads that i've had in the past i got caramel off the the first smell of this but as i've been it has like a cocktail smell though smell yeah too yeah almost like um now like almost similar to like a manhattan in a way not super boozy though it's i mean you could kind of pound this back a little bit if it was a little colder out and i'm i'm not pounding this thing back at all I mean, this to me, this tastes like a fall beer for me. Yeah, I want, I want this to warm up a little bit. I don't, because I, <laughs> I think it's gonna. I think you're gonna get more of a burn. Like, I, I feel like it, it's not like it has like that high alcohol feel to it or taste to it, but I feel like almost like it should based off of like the characteristics. Well, it's sitting around for two to three years right now. It's definitely mellowed it big time. You know, probably for the better. I mean, I think this is, it's good. I mean, don't get me wrong, but like. And like with Belgian, do you want to drink them at more of a room temperature, or does it really matter? I think Depend, generally, I, I mean, think generally they're not supposed to be super cold. Well, they also ferment at higher temperatures too. Okay. Yeah. You can do open top with them. You know, if you're gonna have a really hot summer, and like from a homebrew standpoint. You know, if this is the summer, if I didn't have a, a basement that stays, you know, in the mid-60s where it's nice and comfortable, you know, if I had to just brew upstairs or something like that or store my beer upstairs, I mean, it'd be Belgian IPAs all day or because Yeah, you just brewed one of those a while ago, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah, we did a Belgian Belgian IPA. It was a double IPA. It was like 8%. Yeah. A bunch of sugar, and we used uh, Sriracha Ace hops in there. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was that was really good, and you had it on tip. No, I want to. I think I want to revisit that one. I still got a couple pounds of sugar in the basement. If you are looking for more beer podcasts, just like the one you're listening to right now, then head on over to HoppedUpNetwork.com. We are a podcast network focused on our local craft beer communities. Here's a quick example of one of the many podcasts you will find. Are you a discerning beer drinker? Do you drink beer for the tastes of blackcurrant and old leather? Can you tell the difference between Simcoe and Citra hops, despite whatever type of beer you might be drinking? Yeah, sorry, that's not this podcast. You want to listen to somebody else. We here at the Speak Podcast do regular beer for regular people. Joe Six Pack Beer at Joe Six Pack Taste. That's Rob, Adam, and Pete, proud members of the Hopped Up Network. Three guys, two beers, one show. Getting back to the beer that we're drinking, we are busting into a collab from Jackie O's and The Answer. Jackie O's is out in Ohio and The Answer's out in Virginia. This is their record store day release called Orange Crates. It is a 8.1 ABV Belgian style blonde ale fermented with yeast from Brasserie de Bastogne, then was dry hopped with Mandarin uh, Bavaria hops. Shit sounds like a mouthful. It is, it is. I'm sitting here reading right now, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> it was then conditioned on Brett for two months, bottle conditioned with the same yeast for an additional nine months. So this thing's just been fucking yeast, 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 Belgian all the way. Got that Grim smell. <laughs> I'm really curious to see what happens with Grimm now that they're not a gypsy brewery anymore. It's, I can't. What is that smell? It's, yeah, it's, it's like floor cleaner smell. Yeah, it's a little off. It's like citrusy, like floor, 
floor cleaner. Yeah. I mean, that's what you get from using Brett and stuff like that, though. Uh-huh. Good, it, though. Yeah. It's got a nice, bright, citrusy yeah. taste to it. I mean, the, you know, the smell is the one thing, but the, the taste is totally, feel like, 360. Um, yeah. From the from just the, the smell of this. You know, I'm not totally into the, the Brett terminology with everything, but... So, Eric, why don't you go into a little bit on what Brett really does to yeah, some of these? Oh, can you give me the 411 on this? Brett, I mean, a lot of them, I mean, you need to sit on Brett for a while with it. I mean, a lot of those, like, wild kind of, like, yeast agents, at, like whatever you want to call them. I don't know exactly what you would want to say is, like, the proper terminology, but... I personally have stayed away from ever using it from a homebrew standpoint because it's just going to be take forever. I don't want to wait forever. I want a beer in two weeks so we can be drinking it. I mean, it's it's something that needs a while to really develop its flavor, but it's not like something you're going to always have like a consistent flavor with it, though, too. I mean, it's really just wild and crazy. And yeah, I mean, it's like of... a bacteria, basically. It's just... You can do uh, one thing, one one style or one, one brewing period, and then you... You brew the same exact recipe, and it could do something different. You know, I for for something like that, I think of like of um, a cool thing that they actually did. It was actually a new New Belgium when they did the fat tire, and they had all these different breweries make a version of it. So like Allagash had one. Um, God, I can't remember all of them that are on there. But you'd get like ones like a wild version, ones a more hoppy version, ones you know a little bit more sour. So they they mess they. They took like the original brewers and just and brews and just kind of like messed with it a little bit and and then the other breweries put their own twist on it. Yeah, yeah. What it was is basically you had a version of Fat Tire that was as if that brewery was making it. I believe the Allagash one was kind of like the wild yeast one. Yeah, but it was something that was I thought it's cool that the way they did that, but. You know, I mean, there's a lot of breweries that do farmhouse and wilds and, you know, stuff like that where you can get into it. Well, um, Omegang's basically that for us. I mean, I I think the, I don't know if they're 100% open top fermentation. But I thought they used to be. I, I don't know anymore. Back in the day, I mean, Three Philosophers was that go-to beer when it came to that kind of stuff. Yeah. When and it was 9.8% too for us. So we we're like, yeah, let's do it. It's a double natty ice. <laughs> I mean, you go and grab it and you're like, holy shit, this is actually a really great taste in beer. Yeah. Not expecting it because you're just looking to get fucked up. And yeah, because like, like, it says like 90% 8 L and 2% cherries or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> but, I mean, to your point, like the reason why you don't really use the Brett is that it just it takes too long to, to get to the final product. That's mine. You know, my personal take on i mean you know from what we make you know from from a home brewing standpoint yeah i mean there's there's home brewers out there i mean you can go on homebrew talk and i mean even on beer advocate when people talk about their home brewing adventures on there you know i mean i stick with mostly ipas and pals you know we'll mix in the occasional fruit or belgian or sour or something along the lines and then you know maybe once a year we'll do a stout or a porter just because that's going to last a little bit longer it's not something you're going to like a daily drinker and they're heavier yeah i it probably something i should experiment with at this at some point you don't really have the space here to do that though Oh, I mean, I definitely have the space I could do it. It's it's not even a question about that. It's more of a, do I want to let something sit there? I mean, we have eight kegs. You know, I have four fermentation vessels or five of them. I mean, easily we could do it. It's just a matter of... How do you want to go about it? Yeah. yeah. So the, 
Just and with pets the, though too. I don't want yeah. you know if I don't want an open top something, the cat's gonna be drinking out of it before you know it, or the dogs <laughs> gonna be in there. Like yo, that dog's gonna definitely be in that in that boot tank. He's all up on my shit right now. <laughs> but so the breath then kind of gives it that funkiness, that sour almost. It kind gives of, different kind of characteristics. It, I mean, I, I think of like all these different beers that we've had, where they've added lactose or brett or um, what's the other one that they use too, like lactobacillus or something. I, I mean, like from the smell of this, if I was a novice beer drinker, I'd be like turned off to this. But like once you sip it and you're drinking it and it warms up a little bit, it's, it's actually it's actually really good. It's funny because this does not taste like it smells. Yeah. No, to me. Yeah. I without a doubt, like the the smell off of it, I was like, oh man, like that smells foul. But then you start drinking it, and it's so mellow. To me, to me, it's got a nice peppery taste to it. This is like the Russian roulette when it comes to yeast strains, bro. Because it's wild. I mean, you don't know. I mean, look at the guy from Rogue that you know grabbed a yeast strain and cultivated it out of his beard because he's worked in brewery for twenty years. Yeah, but like you get the smell of it, and it's. This one, smells rough. One thing, and then you you're sipping on this, and it's like it's barely it's even there. It's barely smooth. even there. You know, like it's it's there, but it's not like overpowering. From you get the notes off of the the smell of it. So that that's pretty impressive of how they can take something so wild and kind of in of its own, and it's not really controllable. And they produce something like this that's actually drinkable and enjoyable. Well, you get breweries like Jester King, um, the brewery out in California, a couple of other places, Allagash. Is Jolly Pumpkin Maine? Allagash, I believe, is Maine. Does Jolly Pumpkin do a lot of this too? I've only we've had like the one Jolly Pumpkin before, but it was also a collab with Jester King and okay. something else. So, yeah. like, it could have been more of like a a Jester King thing than Jolly Pumpkin thing. Yeah, when I'm uh, when I'm down in Austin, I might actually try to see if I can get down to Jester King because that's just outside of Austin. That's pretty cool. Just looking more into this, Brett, too. I mean, some people say that it can be the same amount of time as a normal beer with a wild yeast. It will give you a lot of vivid flavor, aroma compounds, and esters, which can taste like fruit, which can really throw off. I mean, it depends which, what you're going to get and how it's going to react. I mean, it's... Sure. I'm sure if you add fruit to it, it's going to mess with the yeast a hell of a lot more, too. Oh, yeah, I mean, because you're adding another fermentable object into it. But in regards to the, the beer and the Belgian qualities, do you think this kind of hits the mark, or are they kind of off a little bit? I think I think it does. I think I think it's right there with what you want it to be as, like, a Belgian blonde. Yeah, and it almost has, like, that wine kind of finish to it. Uh, yeah, I it's can, like I really can... bright and kind of dry, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I mean, it's rough. I mean, it's it's rough taking that first sip if you're breathing it in and smelling that because it's intense. It smells like someone just bought like a dollar store like floor cleaner and poured it in a glass, yeah. and then you taste it and you're like, oh, it's citrusy and kind of smooth and has a nice finish to yeah, it. Yeah, it, it's you know it's kind of light in color. You know, got you got a little, a little bit of cloudiness, a little cloudiness, some high little, carbonation, some sediment in there too. Oh, that's a little bit of the yeasties coming at you. Say yeah, that, say that we can add it to the beer over yeah. there. <laughs> we'll, we'll strain this one, but Just cultivate it now. <laughs> put it, put it in your beard. <laughs> but overall, I think, like you've said, the smell of it, and it would probably turn off a majority of people. But drinking this and letting it warm up, it's it's pretty damn good. 
I, I would say it's not a beer for the average person. If someone just like a, like rusty tra- chain is as far as you normally go in beer, this ain't gonna work for you. Yeah, you're jumping off the edge of the cliff if you're going yeah. into this. More fireworks. Well, happy Fourth of July. <laughs> Three weeks later. Yeah, we definitely uh, we definitely went from one spectrum to the other the, tonight with the beers. We kept it all European though in style, right? We, yeah. we stayed over. We stayed stayed over across the pond, in a way. I mean, Rusty Chain is locally made, but the style is more European. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's something that um, you know, going back to Flying Bison, that they pretty much have done is that they stick with the German heritage of Buffalo, um, and a lot of the beers back in the day when. There used to be breweries on like every corner. There was breweries and and all this these little I don't know if you want to say them like corner bars and stuff like that. You know the east side was like flourishing with this because we had a lot of population that wasn't. Oh, it wasn't know, even just the east side. It was the whole freaking city, man. Yeah, well, I mean, it, you had everyone that was immigrants and new families over here, and you know now we're talking two, three de- generation, four generations later for us sometimes. Where it's just, you know, we're just normal Buffalo people now. But this is, you know, what we are. I mean, you hear the old things back in the 70s of, like, Iroquois beer and Simon Pure and all these things that were the ones that survived. And they were the big ones. And, like, you know, for us now, I mean, you think about, like, wow, that'd be awesome to have these beers. Like, you had these big Buffalo beers to call yours. But now at the same time, like, what do we have? 19 or 23 breweries? You would know how many. We have, I believe, 22 just in the city. But right I now. mean, that's, and that's insane. You think that we have all these breweries, but I mean, it's the way the accessibility is so much different now, too. You know, my dad still is a guy that like go out somewhere. He's like, let's get pitchers. Why? You're going to get a crap beer for a pitcher. You know, you're better off getting a glass and enjoying it. But, you know, it becomes a quantity versus quality or quality versus quantity argument. You know, I, and my argument usually to him is you're not at some, you know, corner bar getting a freaking mini pitcher of Jenny. You know, why bother paying 20 bucks for something when you can go get four beers that are five bucks a piece and same thing and you're going to enjoy it more. Yeah. Well, it also depends on the situation. Tying everything back to the original conversation of lawn fates, you're going to a lawn fate, you only have so many options. Well, You're back when going, our wand fate days, too, it's like, dude, I got 25 bucks tonight. Let's do this. Well, I mean, you can go to a wand fate with $25 and get four tubs of beer. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Like, that's, that, just, that's the point is what I'm making. <laughs> yeah. It's not like you're buying, when we're buying bottles that are 25 bucks or anything now or, like, you know. you're looking You're looking to drink a gallon of beer in a night. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> a lawn fade is your place to right. be. Yes, without a doubt. You're not going to remember the night after 10, 30, 11 o'clock, but. You're going to have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Until everybody tells you what the hell you just said and did the night the night before. Most of mine was just drooling. Well, we had and sounds. So we never had the the technology to capture all those momentous occasions. Yeah, thank fucking god. You know, to to pull them out twenty years later. I so, looked through pictures that were on my thing. Facebook the other day, actually, and I just want to see what it was like before I was married. Your hair my hair was my hair was wild. A bunch of them are from your birthday party, Adam. Yeah, actually, and uh, Greg hasn't Greg hasn't aged in ten years. <laughs> And Brian had hair, and uh, I had more hair, and I was about fifty pounds less than what I am now. Be sure, be sure to follow us. I actually have some pictures from 
the uh, St. Bartimus lawn fete from, I want to say, 2004. Wow. Maybe. Holy cow. Uh, That was before me. Back yeah. back when I back when I had some hair and I was actually wearing a watch. I haven't worn a watch and <laughs> watch in probably about fifteen years. I so. remember I graduated high school in two thousand four. Yeah. No. I think it was in community college. Yeah, I was graduating community college at that time. So. I was listening to like Poison the Well and Atreyu and like Thrice and just I mean I was listening to Poison the Well and Atreyu and Thrice then too. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think I moved on to Jean Jet. I think I was still in Dickie's time. <laughs> it was just But I will I will post the uh throwback lawn fate pictures at some point on our instagram yeah so y'all can look and be like hey that is one sexy softball player (laughs) (laughs) i love it it's always a great thing to be able to support whether it's your local community church fire hall whatever it may be and chances are in your neighborhood there's some kind of party that's always something that everybody's looking forward to for us when we were growing up, it was lawn fates. Yeah, I don't. They've think... been, I feel like, replaced almost by like barbecue dinners, whether it's chavetas or like rib dinner, like actual barbecue or meat raffles. Yeah, like I mean, meat raffles are <laughs> another story. We can do an episode. Yeah, of meat raffles. Meat raffles and here, uh, and we're not sure. Hey, reach out to us. You can reach out to us on Twitter at what the hops, or tell us how the meat raffles are in your area. If meat raffles are even a thing, right. I mean. Hell, are meat raffles a thing in Minnesota? Who? Are meat raffles a thing out of Florida? Maybe. Or maybe you have something different. I mean, Texas is beef country. I'm sure. I'm sure gun raffles are, are a thing down there. Probably. We I'm have not. them. We have them up here too, though. But I don't think I've been to a meat raffle yet, and I really need to go. Oh, dude, they're so great. You can win a freezer, and then they pack it with meat sometimes. Dude, I won a bag of shrimp and a Google Home at the last meat raffle that I went to. <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah two different ends of the spectrum i went i went the whole night actually not winning shit and i was just like you know what fuck this place and, <laughs> this is garbage and all of a sudden like the last two things like it was like okay do you want a bag of chicken fingers you want a, a bag of shrimp and i was like dude just give me that shrimp and then all of a sudden the last raffle was a google home and guess who got that shit you scooped it right up. Now, is it just like Chinese auction style? Like you just go throw a ticket in there and just? Uh, are you well, well, for for stuff like the Google Home thing and everything else, generally, yeah. But for meat raffles, so like your ticket is like a number. Or something well, no, like you basically you pay a dollar, two dollars, or five dollars depending on the kind of meat or whatever else, and you get a number, and then they spin a wheel, and if your number pops up, guess what? You get that fucking meat. We got to do an on location meat raffle podcast dude there's way too much going on for an on-location meat raffle podcast can you bring your own beer for these or do they supply them they supply the beer but you can bring your own food and everything else but like you're paying you pay 20 you pay say you pay 20 dollars and it's just open bar for four hours never a bad thing yeah that sounds like an uber night oh oh 100 percent on that but better hope uh i don't know what you're gonna call if you want a fucking freezer full of meat though I just want a six-foot freezer packed with Bigfoot in there. What are we going to do with this? <laughs> Yo, that Bigfoot meat is great. It's delicious. Oh, man, I can't wait to have some Bigfoot jerky. <laughs> Get the smoke already. Let's fire that up. Speaking of Buffalo breweries being on every block, we do have the second reincarnation of Buffalo Brewing Company having their second anniversary on July 28th. Say that five times fast. <laughs> Say it five times for a fucking good take. 
<laughs> they will be posting more information on their social media on what they're going to have going on and everything else. But that is something to look forward to before the end of the month. Yeah, I think I just saw something on their Twitter that they just posted. Probably yeah. Getting ready for yeah. it. Yeah, John, John's pretty good with keeping up to date and posting a lot of shit on Twitter and Instagram and everything else. So if you're not following them, go look up Buffalo Brewing Company and get on that shit. There's plenty of other things going on, too. Actually, that same day, there's that bruise on the water out in Tonawanda over at Gratwick Park. I'm sure most local breweries will be there. I think it's put on by Try It or Certo, so you're going to have... through them. You're going to have all the, like, the, the basic, like, oh, this is this, and you're, you won't have brewery reps there, but you'll have those beers there, and that's how that stuff kind of goes. And then coming up in September, we do have... Buffalo Beer Week going on from September 13th to the 23rd. So more information about all that stuff will probably be popping up in the next coming months, weeks, whatever it might be. Yeah, you'll probably start seeing some, you know, marketing and social media posts probably. I know I know I've seen posts of them life. like planning it and everything else, so things going to be happening and it's always an exciting time in Buffalo for that. We were kind of close to that last year too where you had the kickoff party at uh, Mickey's Miscavige Library over on the east side. Right? Isn't Resurgence also having uh, something released coming up this week? Ooh, yeah, you're right. Ooh. Resurgence is releasing Sitmo 3.0 on Wednesday. If you enjoyed Sitmo 2.0 as much as we did. We enjoyed it very much, so. You're probably going to want to get out there on Wednesday because I have a feeling that this is probably going to go pretty quick. And probably going to have to take the really, really, really long way home this Wednesday, it looks like. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, definitely, I, I'm definitely trying to get out of work early so I can get there. I won't get out early. I'll just be stuck driving through Kenmore, through Buffalo, too. The question is... Are they? What time do they open? I think they open at three. Do I take? Do I take either, the kids it, with me? It's either three it. or four. Um, I've seen I've seen children there before. I You're know. Taking your children there before. It might be. Uh, <laughs> might be on the cards. We'll have to. We'll have Absolutely. to wait. And see. I love going in there in the afternoon. <laughs> you like, right you may. You may want to run it by Katie first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're gonna. <laughs> we're gonna make sure we get the stamp of approval before we we sign seal and deliver that one, but. It could be in the cards. I got uh, one of those baby carriers for the chest if you need. You can, uh... Oh, I got that at home. <laughs> I was walking around the Taste of Buffalo last Sunday with it on. I was sporting it proud. Sorry, we sold the uh, double stroller already. That's okay. We'll get one of those in the future. Get I don't yourself wanna... a wagon. Yeah, I don't... we have a wagon at home. No free ads, but get a step two one. <laughs> we have that step two. We got the canopy and all that. Hey, I'm just going to hang out with my dog. You guys can keep your kids. <laughs> what are you talking about? You were with your goddaughter earlier. One of them. <laughs> one of one I, of three. Yeah, I, I mean, are, are the kids that you're um, the godparent to are they all daughters, or is there a boy mixed in? No, I'm actually. I just became the godfather to my nephew, my brother's son, this past weekend. So, yeah, no, basically, all your kids are my kids, I guess now too. So. <laughs> well, you're part of our family, so yeah. Speaking of families, we are part of the Hopped Up Network. We are. That is a family of beer-centered podcasts from around the country and Canada, and they're all just a bunch of great people. We have plenty of Buffalo-centered podcasts, a lot of Midwest stuff, and hey, if you're ever looking for any information just about beer and just some great listening, 
go check out the hoppedupnetwork.com and they're also on twitter um they constantly are posting when new episodes are dropping from all of the people that are on there yes go go follow them on social media go follow them go go to the website and you can listen to all the podcasts on the website actually too so even if you don't have any kind of podcast app or anything else or you're sitting in a computer whether it's at home or at work you can just pop it on there and you can start listening to stuff there yeah for all things beer i mean you're talking about from ones that are just fun for educational purposes i mean it's definitely awesome network to check out yeah it's a it's a must you know must access any beer lover uh should be following them but you can also follow us on Twitter at What the Hops, on Instagram at What the Hops Podcast, and on Untapped at WTH Podcast. As we said last week, we're going to try to work a little harder on the Untapped shit. Maybe somebody else other than me will kind of pick up that slack, but it's just such a pain in the ass. So, I mean, if people want, they could follow me on Untapped at, am I B.A. Merrick? Yes. I have no idea what you are. Yes. I'm either B.A. Merrick or B.A. Merrick It's a picture of a dude riding a moped. Yeah, you can't miss that. Back when I had hair. Rest in peace, It was flowing. By the way, I found yesterday the picture of me riding that moped that night. I might have to change my (laughs) untap to the same thing. And it's it's another just goofy-looking picture. You should definitely do that. My hair is horrible in that. It was like the the phase of, like, I'm trying to grow it still. And it didn't work right. I have a picture of a moped. I was, what, 25? Was that? No, I wasn't even. I was at. I was maybe 19. I think I was 19, so you must have been 22. I could have been that. I don't know. I'm too old to remember these dates anymore. No, I was 18. So you were 21. You had just turned 21. Wow. It's a long time ago. Because it was... Was it? Was it Jacob and Adam's? 21st birthday. Okay. We had a couple of parties like that, so I'm just trying to put it all together. Yeah. And it's also (laughs) 14 years ago, so... Yeah, I don't have I, a, I don't have a moped picture, but I have a scooter picture from when I was in Bermuda, and I had the hair like you did. Eric, we're not talking about this back in the day, <laughs> where it was flowing. Mine was not flowing. Mine was horrible. Yours wasn't really flowing either. You had the Beatles haircut going on. Yeah, I think yeah, you're right. Yeah, it was it wasn't to that extent. So maybe I have to put up that scooter picture. Then you had the naked and afraid haircut where you just, <laughs> <laughs> you got stranded there a little bit longer than you wanted to. And on that note, we'll leave you. Just remember, what the hops? What the hops, everybody. Drink local.